for being on the podcast. First of all, I just want to say that I am, I was so stoked um, when you said you would be on because I've been watching you for, I would say a couple of years now. And honestly, it's been, it's definitely um, an honor. So thank you. Um, and I just wanted to give you a little bit of an introduction and let you introduce yourself. And, you know, let's, let's pretend that my audience doesn't know who you are, um, which I'm pretty sure they will, but you know, let's pretend. Um, and can you tell me a little bit about yourself? What do you do? Um, and why is it that a lot of people call you an icon and a, a pioneer in the, um, in the, in the community of, of trans people and trans education? So first off, friend, no, thanks for reaching out to me. I totally appreciate it. These conversations are so important, especially today. So my name is Buck Angel. I am a biological female and I transitioned to live as a man, um, whatever that means. <laughs> don't ask me what that means because I don't know. <laughs> but you know, I guess more to look you know, like a man at the age of 30. So I'm 60 years old and I transitioned 30 years ago. Um, you know, I, 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 I would say my career... Uh, started in pornography, and I'm very honest about that. And um, I still work within that space, but not necessarily pornography, more I create sexual wellness products for uh, people. Uh, that being said, I moved into um, more of a public speaking place uh, through my pornography work. And I, I started to educate the world, God, 20 years ago around guys like me and people like me and, you know, more about the transsexual side. But anyway, before we get all involved in that. And so with that, I sort of became a public figure and a public speaker. And I transitioned 30 years ago before the internet, before everything you see today. And um, I'm not going to say it saved my life because that seems to be this thing everyone says now that I'm not necessarily sure about that. But it definitely changed my life for the better and it's been an amazing and I've never looked back and I've been very solid in it and I speak out today more for young people and young people who are sort of being I feel like being pushed into a space that is not like me and I think they're being given a false narrative and I think they're being told something that is not true so that's kind of where I'm standing in this I don't know why I'm called an icon <laughs> I don't know why but uh, maybe because I'm old <laughs> maybe because I did it so long ago <laughs> it's a nice way to say old <laughs> Don't question it. I think, you know, I, first of all, you look amazing for your age. So Thank I, you, you know, I, yeah, whatever skincare routine you're doing, we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, whenever someone calls you an icon, you know, I, I wouldn't question it. I'd just take it and, you know, it, be up there with right all the other icons. So Thank you. it's so crazy to me to, to think, you know, that you have this experience. Um, as you say, you, you transitioned what most would consider nowadays quite late in your 30s or, or approaching 30 right which is crazy to think that that's that's late to transition um and you know you've had this what did you say maybe like 20 like 20 good years of experience of you know living as a man and then prior to that living with gender dysphoria can you tell me the, the differences in the movement that you saw um, and how does how has it changed? Is it is it very much different than what it was twenty years ago? 
oh gosh, there's no comparison. So here's here's what I want to say before I get started on that. So so I I do not not want somebody to transition. Anyone who needs to transition like me, they need to do that. It is 100% real. This is real. Gender dysphoria is real, and I do know you believe that too. We're we're not in in odds with that. I think what we also are not in odds with is that I believe that children don't know who they are at 10 years old. So and I know from my own experience. Of course, I felt like a boy and all of that, but the way I had to transition and why I call myself a transsexual. I'm a transsexual, which is completely different than the newer movement today. And how I'll explain that to you is this. I have a medical condition called gender dysphoria. I went through a system of therapy, of psychoanalytical space, of really working on that for years before I could even touch medicine. Now, I'm one of the very first uh, women becoming a man in in this part of the world. So I I was an experiment on some level. And, and they actually told me I was a guinea pig and they didn't know what they were doing. They were very honest to me about it. But I had to go through a system and that took years for me to be able to even take testosterone. So the difference in me is that I'm medicalized and I believe that I had a diagnosis of gender dysphoria that helped me figure out why I was feeling so, you know, out of line with the world. Uh, but prior to that, you know, I lived a lot of different lives, you know, I might have struggled but I will tell you, it's the best thing I ever did because I realized at 28 or 29 that, no, I can't live this way anymore. I wasn't 10. So so the difference between what's happening today and what happened before was we don't have any sort of safekeeping. We don't have any system. There's no system in place. It's basically anyone can say they're trans. And the difference is these people identify as trans. I don't identify as trans. I identify as a man. I had what we used to call, right, a sex change, though I didn't change my sex. It's impossible. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to look... Most people seeing me today would think I'm a dude. All my identification says male. So for lack of a better expression of sex change, and that's a transsexual. We don't identify as trans people. Where this new, and I do consider it an ideology today that, that you know, they want to be trans. What would anyone want to be trans? It's like, I want diabetes. You know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> Especially when Crazy. you're talking about how, like, like when you have people like yourself or people like Marcus, who, who we, you know, who have um, interviewed um, not so long ago, and and these people speak about the struggle and and the internal torment, and you know how difficult the entire journey is and how difficult the experience is, and then you have someone saying, you know, I want, I want to be that, and it's, it's almost like, why, why would you want? to struggle that much a lot of people you know and and maybe this is somewhat unpopular but uh, you know i've heard people say like if there was a cure for for my gender dysphoria i'd take it because i don't want to feel like this um and and, this is my cure this is my actual cure i mean i i would say that i don't necessarily feel my gender dysphoria anymore because i no one sees me as a woman no one, even if, you know, and, and I don't have a penis, I still have a vagina, but that's my choice. It doesn't matter. Still, people think of me as a man because I participate in the world, if that makes sense. I participate with you, my friend. I don't just come in here and say, oh, you better see me as a man, though I look like you, right? So, no, you as transsexual people, we have to participate in the world. We can't just expect the world to lie down and just change every narrative there is out there so that some little kid feels comfortable comfortable with their pronouns that is absurd and it's not trans it's it's an actual ideology when did you when have you started seeing that shift between people wanting to 
live as the the identified gender or the identified sex or you know as you say like i i was born a woman and and i want to live as a man i want people to, to i just want to be in the world as a normal person just in a different but like in a different image sort of say but you know kind of going from that to where we are today has that been have you noticed that over the years that like hmm, something's going on here Yes. And it's so sad for me because I believe that a lot of these young people and it's mostly young people and it's mostly young girls. Mm -hmm. Yes. And of Mm -hmm. course, being a biological female and struggling with the things I know that a lot of these young girls are struggling with. I struggle with my period, puberty, boobs. Doesn't mean you have gender dysphoria, especially if you're not getting a diagnosis. I mean, every girl I know struggles with their body more than a, a man does. So I'm very, that's why I speak out my friend as an older transsexual and somebody who's looking at it from a way that I had had a diagnosis these kids aren't even getting a diagnosis they're just saying oh I feel uncomfortable with my body I must be trans or their friends there's a lot of peer pressure and we all know the internet I mean I don't care what anybody says I'm an old dude I know I'm watching these kids are on 24 7 on the internet and on these you know discord and reddit and tiktok and there's no way that they couldn't be influence we we know you and i both know we were both young people (laughs) i mean you're young still but you know what i mean like when we were 15 oh could you imagine if i was i would have been sucked right into it no doubt i am so happy and and i say this to my fiance so many times my parents were very very strict immigrant parents and i was not allowed on any kind of socials and i am so thankful for that because yes. and and at the time you know you're rebelling and you're like oh my god it's yeah. not a phase mom you know I just want to be like my peers and now you think my god thank you so much that you didn't let me be in that because I would also be sucked into into this social yeah. contagion of whatever is popular at the time and you know like when I was growing up like I'm only I'm only 25 now but when I was 16 yeah. 17 it was yeah. the, the 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 skinny right this the skinny look was very in that that kind That's of thing right. was in so. And, and you know and you hear about these girls who are on tumblr or whatever whatever kind of social site was popular at the time and they were saying how much that affected them in terms of their bodies in terms of how you know the, the relationship with food and things like that and just being on the internet back then you know whether that was like 10 years ago five years ago or whatever that might have been and it wasn't anywhere like it is now where i can open yeah. six different apps on my phone whereas back then you had to like pay for for me to connect to the internet That's on my right. phone you know it was like That's it was right. one of those where you like if you click that little world icon you start panicking because <laughs> i couldn't pay for that you know? <laughs> so it was one of those and you know i remember my dad like logged in a huge computer from work and it was like so crazy so that is nowhere near comparable to being able to i mean i've seen people no. search internet on the fridges now like a fridge being it so it's like that's crazy that it can it can literally like anywhere anywhere at all they've got a lot yeah this is like that's like a rich rich people stuff but you know it's but like that's gross because the, it yeah. starts with the rich rich people then it comes down right like so the tesla was 80,000 whatever it was 100,000 it's all the way down to 50,000 now that's how they do it they always start there but you're right people have tvs they have internet in all, every room of their house they can't live without always hearing it or seeing it they cannot detach from their phone and and kids are worse i have a kid and and so you know i have a 10 year old boy and it's the same thing he is not allowed on any social media you know he plays video games and all that because that's just the way it is but i'm very like you know i'm very much that that guy 
tapped in yeah and and as yes. you say you know because you are part of that and you're part of that influencer culture and you're part of that public sphere you see what's yes. happening and now imagine you know there's a lot of people who don't see what's happening and it gets to a point where because it is so ridiculous that if you would have just told someone this they would go surely yeah. not this isn't happening that's right and they that's wouldn't right. believe you they'd think you're crazy but i honestly <laughs> think that it's just it's so scary um especially when we're talking about transitioning kids and i think as you said you know we stand um kind of in the same position on a lot of topics um i've also been called a transmedicalist because i think that gender dysphoria is is a general mental condition and that it needs to be addressed so that person can be happy um and i mean that's hugely controversial now but why do, 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 do you understand how insulting that is to somebody like me, right? That they would even call me a trans medicalist. I transitioned before all you people out there. First off, I, you know what I mean? On some level, I helped to move this particular space forward for a reason. And so to have young, okay, I mean, I, it's insulting beyond belief that young people will come in and think they could actually speak like that, not only to you, but to me and to call me names and to make it as if I'm not important in this space or that's why I'm standing up against it. I, I refuse to sort of also let them co-opt. It's a, it's a for, form of co-opting a, a disorder. This is an actual medical disorder. I don't care what anybody says. It's the reason I'm here. If I didn't get the diagnosis, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. And as you say, it's, and you know, I often compare it. And again, it's, it's so crazy because I often compare it to anything else. So again, you wouldn't just yeah. go to a pharmacist and say, you know, I think I have diabetes. I think I might have depression. I think I have this. Right. And then being like, well, if you say so, here is your antidepressants. That's like, you right. know, you have to be referred. You have to go through assessments. You have to go through all these things. And, you know, especially when, so for me, that's like a passion of mine, right? Neuroscience and research yeah. is something right. I want to spend my life in. And to hear people saying like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like they taught you wrong. And it's just so, it's the most frustrating thing ever because you spend of years. Of course. And also because you're factually, yeah, because you're fact, I'm factually based. I believe in facts. Facts are important if we don't have facts. So though, remember this, I just want you to, to tell you this from an actual transsexual person. They're gaslighting you. I'm sure you already know that. I'm sure everything they're telling you is false and it's not true. You have to have gender dysphoria to be a trans person period it's a medical condition i don't know what those people are doing over there that's trans umbrella that's the trans identification and that's the trans ideology so those people over there have nothing to do and that's why i'm trying to separate from that and that's why i'm trying to be very outspoken and tell the world no 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 no, no. those people are doing something else there are thousands if not hundreds of thousands if not millions of people like me who just want to walk the world you probably have people in your office that you would never know that trans transition that's a real transsexual person who doesn't want to be part of this i think that's like a huge thing as well and and often in these discussions um we talk about you know a lot of people say we just want to we just want to live our lives and it's like i see a big portion of people who do because they they go through the struggles they go through the medical care they go through all of these things they they transition and then they are they they don't speak about it they just 
do you know what i mean like they're just they yeah. live the normal life and yeah. they don't even it's not even at the forefront forefront of the mind that that's the first thing they tell someone about themselves because they don't want people to know they just that's want right. to be accepted and live you know as a as a normal person as an average person and that's i think right. what a lot of people struggle with is that the average person is not special and the average person doesn't constantly have people applauding them and doesn't right. the average person is overlooked and i think a lot of people don't like that yes. and it's a very hard thing to 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 accept especially when you're young and you have been sucked into this community that tells you you are special you are so brave you are this and this and that. and then you feel like you have to support these people no they did it's it's at whoever started that and did it is brilliant marketing whoever created this whole trans ideology thing is brilliant because they made it so that you can't say anything right so if you say anything you're a transphobe or you're a turf or you're not supporting trans people or trans people are you know or there's a genocide i take full i'm offended by all of that language how dare you there's no genocide on trans people what you know do you know really understand what a genocide is go look at armenia go go look at the jewish people go that those are genocides to to put us in a space like that and to keep saying that that's all insane gaslighting and it has nothing to do with what's going on in the trans space they 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 on some level have taken it over to medicalize a lot of people because what happens when you medicalize a bunch of people you create a new you create a new there you go you create a new medical mm -hmm. space <laughs> i mean i hate to say it for my own community because i don't feel attached to that community anymore they, they've gone off the rails and they're angry they're mean it's it's a militia on some level it's become a militia and it's become terroristic what what does that have any of that have to do yeah. with trans people i think that's why a lot of people None. like you say are kind of distancing themselves and they're saying you know clearly there isn't just one like trans community there is these people and then there's these people and there's these right. people and a lot of people are, are just saying I'm not part of it because I didn't sign up for all of this I didn't sign up for you know oh well if you support me then you have to dox people that don't agree with me then you have to make sure that these people don't get Gross. employment like I don't want anything to do with that yeah. um and as awful as it is but it, it's almost like I I don't see a lot of the time you know I'm, I'm we've been talking about this on the podcast before but I was like the reason why I started having these conversations is because I felt crazy. I felt like this is a common sense thing. And yet everyone's looking at me like yep. I'm the bad guy because I'm saying, you know, children can't transition. They can't consent. This is our version of the lobotomy. And I honestly believe that it is. And, and you know, when I was talking about this to my fiance, I said, I think we forget that the people who came up with the, lo the lobotomy, that they won the Nobel Prize. This was a huge thing. Thought, like, I know. No, that, oh my God, you're so you're so on it. You got it. You literally that that's always the the the, the actual argument I use. So what? Why aren't we doing lobotomies anymore? People get so mad at me in the community. Well, booked they're two different. They are not two different things at all. They are very similar because they figure. So yeah, I, I, the kid thing is distressing for me. It's it's gross. It's wrong, and it's the reason why now people hate trans people more than ever. More, I've never felt more hated in my life, and that says a lot. As tr thirty years of transition, I mean, I've been welcome in the world. I have a huge amount of you know people who really see me, have seen me for even with my pornography attached. People have always been very gracious to me and understood where because I never lied. I always said I'm a biological female who transitioned 
permission to live my life as a man. No, I mean, it's not really that complicated. And especially if you're honest, right? It's like, I never said I was a man. I say I live as a man, right? I don't deny my biology because why would I? That's the reason I transitioned. Now these wing nuts are making up all this other stuff. Biology isn't real. Oh, a trans woman can have a period. A trans woman can have a baby. Period people, uterus havers. I'm like, I'm not part of this. That is actually gross. <laughs> that is, <laughs> men don't, yeah, men do not get their periods. Maybe trans men do, maybe non-binary, but that means they're biologically female. The fact that we even have to have these conversations. <laughs> right? And the fact that this is going to be such a controversial conversation as well. The fact that this is like, I, I anticipate, Good. you know, people being like, that. But I'm a tra- let me let me just say to your watchers or whoever might push back on this right now. Let me just say this to you. I have actual lived experience. Do you? So you can be a trans ally. You can think you're doing the best thing in the world. But are you actually listening to an actual real older transsexual person? Because that's what you need to do. You can't just listen to one side of the story, people. You can't just listen to this newer generation and the American Medical Association. They did the same with lobotomies, by the way. The person who won the Nobel Peace Prize, the medical association was all for it. So don't be so easily swayed in that. And don't be so easily swayed to say somebody like me is being transphobic. When I live in this world and I have a lot of experience, we would we are being stupid as trans people not to acknowledge our biology. And we are being stupid to say trans women are women because they're not. They're trans women. And when you do that, you're erasing the trans experience. So as allies out there, people, you got to listen to every part of the story. You can't just call me an her a transphobe or a true scum because we believe in a different way of being and she's gracious enough to bring me on her show to sort of give you another side of the story so that's all i want to say to your listeners out there and i think it's very important that they hear that and i appreciate it so much honestly because i think a lot of the time you know that some of the things i've been told like you don't you can't speak on this you can't speak on this because it's not your it's it's not your place and you know i don't i don't like arguing (laughs) with people and i I don't and you know Again, I'm still growing, you know, I'm still developing, but I'm like, what I have learned is that arguments on the internet don't end well, they don't go far. And so I've stepped away from that. But I always thought, here's the thing, you, you do, you do these appeals and and, and you act and you ask other people, people like me to give you things, to accommodate you, to do things like that. But yet you don't let us in on the conversations. So you only ever want stuff from, right? The the wider population, population that isn't like you. But when they say, okay, can I ask you a question? You say, no, how dare you? you." So it's like, do you really expect people to then be accommodating and give you those things if they're not even allowed that's my point questions. right there. Why are the people who keep attacking me and you, who some of them aren't even trans people, if they think they're doing the right thing, right? They think they're just following. And I, and I hear, I see you people out there. I know what you're doing. You're trying to do the right thing. And I appreciate that you're trying to do the right thing. But you've got to listen to all sides of everything. And you've got to do your due diligence. You can't just listen to what people say and expect that to be factual. Don't listen to everything I say. Go do some fact checking. But mm-hmm. I'll guarantee you when you do fact checking on everything I say, you're going to find me to be right. She's right. Sarah's right. You're saying exactly that. She, every time she wants to say something, she can't because you're all saying, but what, what if she's saying is factual and you're shutting down her factual space because you're not listening. You're only saying you can't say that. But yes, you can. You can say it, my friend. You can say anything you want. We're allowed to do that. It's the whole part of being humans and learning what? and moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's a whole part of having a platform right. as well. It's, you know, being able to to actually do it. And, and what a great thing to have in, you know, living in a free country and being able to just speak and voice your opinions. And as horrible as it is, you know, going back to speaking on like the lobotomies and like how far the medical field, you know, came. But it, I, and I can't believe it's so evil to even say it. But like, if you were a pharmaceutical company, this is an amazing place to there tap into. If I had absolutely no empathy for someone, if I was, right. you know, a, a rich old dude who just had so much money yeah. and was only interested in money, this is an incredible place That's to tap right. into to push medicalization of children. You have a customer for the That's rest right. of their life. And then, especially when you have a country, for example, like America, where you have to we have to pay for insurance, you have to pay for healthcare, right? Because it's not free you have you have a a customer who then is absolutely going yeah. to have complications if anything this is the best time to push it because then you wouldn't actually you don't actually know all of the That's effects right. yet so maybe if you push it now and then you can wash your hands of it and say well everyone was doing That's it right. you know look look at the uk they were doing it we were just trying to do our best and then you have someone who has terrible negative effects complications and they have to come back to you to correct them and then they have to be on medication right. and you got them hooked you know if you have someone who who, who got into this at 30 versus 10 huge. that's a huge gap that's right that's right of, of how much money you who's, who's being held responsible for that because we're already seeing it friend we're already seeing a lot of these young people who are detransitioning who were on blockers or who were on cross-sex hormones at 13 and 14 who did do top surgery which was what we call you know female to male surgery to remove your breasts the tons of these young people are getting what we call top surgery right and so we we, we call it top surgery because it was a very 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 you have to understand when when we transition it's very private it's not something we told all over the world and we showed everything. We just didn't do that. We did it within our own space, right? To share our results. Like any people who do things, we did it in a very personal, private, you know, Facebook places or whatever. Back in the day, AOL rooms. We never did. The problem, what happened was social media and everyone started to be this way. Like, oh, top surgery is for anyone. I'm like, what? <laughs> top surgery is not for anyone. Top surgery is for anybody. I don't know who needs to hear this, but top surgery is for anybody. There's no template for what you must look like after top surgery. What makes life so beautiful is the diversity in its people. It's specific for people who have gender dysphoria, but now anyone can have top surgery. You know, anyone can go on the internet right now and say they're trans, go into a particular website, which I'm not going to say because I hate them, and they can have a 20-minute intake on the internet like me and you right now and, have, and say they're a trans man and have testosterone mailed to their home. Just like that in 20 minutes. It's so crazy. I mean, me and Marcus were talking about it as well when he said, um, basically, we were talking about how a lot of the time, if you are a woman who doesn't want to have any children yeah. and you want a hysterectomy, yeah. um, it's so That's difficult right. because as an adult woman, they will try and talk you out of it. They will say, well, have you consulted with your husband? Well, maybe you want a family. Well, maybe, you know, you never know. And he said, I know someone who has like three kids and she couldn't right. get hysterectomy and they almost joked about it being like well i just said i was trans and they didn't question anything they, they just got it 
So he said, well, maybe, you know, he was like, we even joked about it. And, and I was like, well, tell them that you're trans and, and they'll give you it. No yeah. questions asked because that's how ridiculous yep. it's getting. Yep. It's, re- it's not only ridiculous, it's scary. It's actually scary that anyone can say they're trans. You watch, mark my words, Marcus, all of us who are outspoken about it. It's going to be tragic. You know, the fact that we even have people called detransitioners says everything. And, you know, all Marcus and I are very supportive of the detransition because it doesn't affect our transition on some level. We feel bad for these people because they should have never been put in this space. And so, you know, I do platform many of these detransitions because we have to hear what they're saying in order to come back to a safe, you know, I've never looked back. I keep telling people 30 years, I would never even consider detransitioning. Why are this younger generation considering it? Because they're not going through a safe system. They're being thrown hormones, surgery, oh, do it. It's a party. It's not a party. Number one, I have to live like this for the rest of my life. I mean, we're not being honest to these young people. We're saying, oh, this is just going to cure everything that's wrong with you when they don't even know what's wrong with these kids, right? They're not doing any kind of psych evaluations on them. They're not looking to see, you know, they might have, you know, anxiety. They might have autism. Now autism is trans? What? <laughs> I mean, I'm just fed up. I'm fed up. <laughs> and it's almost, I also see this, um, you know, and, and again, like the more you start looking into it and be, before I wasn't kind of interested to having these public discussions, um, yeah. partly because yeah. I thought it was so complicated and then partly because I was just scared. I thought people are going to think, oh my God, like, how dare you speak on this? Um, People are going to, you know, go in real life. Like people are going to, you know, and there was a lot of this kind of like back and forth in my head because it's almost like, I feel like this is the right thing to do. And I don't want to be on the side of history that transitions toddlers, whether that be socially and then puts them on the path of medical transition, because I don't think that's right. And if I had a child now, I would be like I, I would be having a, a breakdown over this. So it was more, right. it was yeah. like, do I pursue that? And do I do what I think is right? Or do I stay quiet because I'm scared of the internet? And here you we see are that now. though. And here we are now, because that's what they did to us all. They made it seem like we were being transphobic. Even me, even me, I would say five or so years ago, I was pro-transitioning children. I will always admit that because I saw, you know, I saw myself as a kid. I was like, oh, wow, what a cool, I mean, when you look at it outside, right? And you look at it without understanding the inside inner workings of it, you're like, oh, wow, that's actually a really great idea. You know, the whole point of puberty blockers is so you won't have those characters. It's only for characteristics, remember? Remember this. It's only so you won't have male or female characteristics. So I'm then I started to say, but wait a minute. If it's only for characteristics, what's going on with the brain and what's going on with the inner workings? That's when I started to do I'm like, what? They're giving Lupron? <laughs> what like nobody see you see, it's smoke and mirrors on some level. It's like, look, we're gonna help all these kids, but we're not gonna tell you about the long term effects, because first off, we don't really know. And secondly, it's more important that these kids look like men and women. So we're gonna have a bunch of men and women right but they're going to be so mentally screwed up and sick and unhealthy and no sex life and not no procreation and so once we i started to figure that out and we all started to discuss it now people are going hold on wait a minute here but you see what they did they didn't want us to speak out and they called us transphobic and turfs and so that we would be too scared they got you they they, they, they got are, you they could, yeah they totally got you, but they can't get me because I'm trans. 
and I'm an old trans, right? I, I have some status in this, and that's why the trans community doesn't necessarily like me like I care right I don't care but but you know they don't like me because I speak a different language than they do yeah and it's as you say it's just so crazy thinking about it and you know and again we talked about this before but to, to think that that people at one point and and what's crazy to me is that again like I'm I'm still young I haven't got my career figured out yeah. I'm not a fully grown adult I could never take care of a kid now you know <laughs> and yet I'm watching fully grown adults saying things like we can just put puberty on hold and I'm like hang on a second like you think you can pause an entire pituitary gland in your in your brain you think you can just pause it and nothing's gonna happen when like just using common sense when I take painkillers <laughs> I have a, a thing about this big say with like um side effects and things that can happen or even That's you right. know the hormonal pill the the, the contra- contraception right. pill for women I could literally yeah. use it as a blanket the, the amount of side effects printed in in that tiny font and yet we're saying like we can do this and nothing will happen. Like common sense wise, is that <laughs> they can't well? Make no, sense. because you see what they did. They got the AMA, the American Medical Association. They got the American Pediatrics Association. They got WPATH. They got like all these medical associations on stamp of approval. So that's how stupid people are here. I'm going to say in America, we have stupid people here who just blindly follow stuff without doing any kind of due diligence. You have Google people. You have so many ways to, to sort of look at other ways of being, but they don't do it. People just think for some reason, the American medical association is God, right? They think that all these, they're organizations. That's all they are. They're just organizations of medical professionals with their own opinions that's all it is it's opinions none of it is based on facts because i can blow a hole in all of that by using what the at the dutch protocol the dutch protocol was studied for 30 years they shut it down in the uk and all of it all of europe does not do what we are what ramping up so doesn't that make you kind of feel a country that's been doing this study for over 30 years, shut it down. America hasn't even been doing it for the, for the last couple of years and we're ramping it up. That should say everything. I mean, like I was going to say, the um, Tavistock Clinic That's here right. in the UK, um, again, we've discussed it a little bit with Marcus, That's it right. was shut down for That's rushed right. medicalization and encouraging yep. transition, pushing transition where it wasn't needed. That's right. And it's being sued for medical and criminal negligence. And how insane is that? How can you, right. you, again, you know, you have this trust in the NHS, like right. I would, you know, go and, and, and trust the medical professionals. And then you sit there and you're like, who was That's responsible right. for this? This is not one individual. That's this right. is an entire system of people who are saying, yeah, 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 go, yeah, yeah. If they feel like that, yeah, transition them, whatever, whatever. Because at the end of the day, these people are clocking out. They're going home That's to their right. families. They don't pick it up till nope. till Monday morning. They don't they don't care that much, you know. And then the people who That's do right. care eventually come forward and say this is wrong, and you know yeah. if they come forward because again they're like am i gonna lose my job right. am i gonna be kicked am i gonna ever have a career if i speak out yeah. because this is a whole entire yeah. uk branch doing this and eventually obviously they they, they came out there was a whistleblower that they, they spoke yeah. out and they said this is way this is thank wrong. god somebody you know but but you're right that's the craziness we're in it's so absurd that people can't blow whistleblow on something that is so out of control but then again when you try to spring that 
up here in the United States, people shut it down. Well, they're going to reopen it. They just weren't. I go, no, they were doing nasty stuff like they're doing here. They're doing the the Washington, St. Louis, Washington University. Same thing. They have a gender clinic. They were just rushing people through. And then we have a whistleblower. I think her name is Jamie Reed. She blew the whistle on them and said the stuff they're doing exactly what Travis talked, pushing people through on puberty blockers. And now we're having parents... Now we're having parents start to come out and tell their stories of how they were forced to put their children on puberty blockers and how it ruined their children's lives. Oh, my friend, I, I'm so sad because it's going to be a mess. You watch. It's going to actually – so many young people are going to be so screwed up from this, and everyone's going to be pointing fingers at everyone else. Every, it's just going to be a, a huge disaster. It's going to implode right. at one point, I think, and it's because these children that are really feeling it the most now, oh they're God. young, they're – you know, the, the, the 10, 15 yeah. years old, probably. Yeah. And being told that if they just stick to it, that's it'll be true. fine. And it's like, that's a Thank ticking you. time bomb. Those kids are going to be 20 and 25 that's by right. the time you realize, and you're going to have those adults now coming out and saying, this is completely wrong. They're going to be suing. First of all, I can, I can see them suing the parents. Right. I can see them suing the medical professionals. I can see them, then the medical professionals being like, well, this board that's told us right. to do it. This was the, you know, the regulations. And then it's just going right. to be chaos. No, you said it. I mean, I can, oh, oh, it makes me so angry. I could cry. I'm not kidding. I talked to a lot of these young, mostly girls, and I just cry every time I talk to them because I'm like, why, why, why did they do this to you? Why, you know, I, I, it's so sad for me because this really did make my life amazing. I have nothing but gratitude. I'm just going to cry because I just can't stand it. When I talk to these young girls and they're like, well, yeah, well, Buck, I don't have my breasts anymore. And, you know, I'm sterile. They're sterile. They can't even have babies. And, you know, like, why, why would we do this to 16 year old? Why would we do that thinking, oh, just transitioning is going to, when we're proving to you, Every day, more and more of these young girls are coming up saying, hey, wait a minute, man. And we're just pushing them to the side. And this gross, I'm going to say it, gross trans community doesn't want to have the conversation. And they're like, oh, detransitioners are this much or they're not real or they were never trans in the first place. Okay, let's just say they were never trans in the first place. How do they get there then? Whose fault mm. is that? So clearly there's some problem with the system then. If That's someone right. who isn't trans That's right. is being pushed all the way through transition that's and then right. has to come all the way back so either way you want to look at it there is a problem there's a problem so that see how they say that well it's not they weren't trans i go but somebody told them they were some medical professional that you all think are so godlike is telling these young kids and then they tell them well they should have got a second opinion i go do you see what you're doing you're literally trying to take the blame off of this community you're trying to keep putting the blame on these detransitioners how dare you they were in a vulnerable vulnerable space like you were and they accepted this diagnosis in 20 minutes from an adult who that they trusted as a medical professional that that's where no i'm not going to be a part of that we are duping these young kids into something that is gross and that's what i was gonna kind of touch on next because the entire part you know you started off saying I want people to transition and I want people to transition too. I just right. want to make sure that there's proper assessment That's in right. place before we actually put them through 
things that you can't come back from no. because you can say you deep transition but the effects are there you there, <laughs> there is no way that it's completely reversible no if you decided to detransition out do you think you would ever be back to where you started look at me you probably wouldn't exactly. <laughs> do you see me i'm never i looked not like as beautiful as you but you know like i look like you and i was a girl you know i was a girl i was a woman i was actually a model i was all of these things right so so i did live in in that that i could never go back to looking like you ever it just wouldn't work it literally physically changed my my whole being my if you saw my body it's very male everything about me is very male it's not going back so i don't understand this idea that it's reversible we've proven to you that it's not it's not only the inside people what about the I mean, not on the outside, what about the inside? What about the damage you don't see? What about the damage of the brain? What about the damage of the bones, of the heart, of the muscles, of all? I mean, I could just go on and on, but because we don't see it. You're completely right. And it's it's one of those where, you know, we, we talk about people. We, I mean, we even say things like, you know, if you eat too much processed meat, you can get all these health implications. Right. And it's like, we don't think that hormones for a long time are gonna oh also God. have some kind of implications like again Huge. this is why it was so mind-blowing to me that i was watching these full-grown adults who are experts telling people that this is reversible and it's just putting it on pause and it was just not right. computing because it's like nope. if painkillers have a huge range of side effects that's right if bacon has a huge range of side effects right if you know <laughs> hormonal contraception does how can this not <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the absurdity of it all. We're, we're, us people, when there's many of us or who are sort of like in this middle space, many of us, more than over here and over here. There's more of us here. We're the ones having these critical thinking conversations and trying to figure out how did we get here and why are we here? And here's what I want to say also. Why are they lying? If this was an actual real great thing to do to people, okay, if this was an actual great thing to do to young kids, why are they lying? You don't have to lie if everything is cool, right? You don't have to make – you could say these are the side effects, but they're not doing that. They're literally lying and saying it's reversible when we all know it's not. But everyone's just playing along with this idea that puberty is is easily blocked and paused in what world do you people live in? I'm not even a fucking biologist. And I can tell you, if you pause puberty, you're screwed. Because everybody, there's no such thing as wrong puberty, people. Puberty is, is human across the board. Every single human being goes through puberty. You have to go through puberty. And in your biological sex. It's the reason why I'm solid. I have no health problems, right? I'm pretty awesome all the way around at 60. Yeah, I don't have this... I don't have hardly any of the health problems a lot of other 60-year-old biological people have. So for some reason, I'm super healthy, but it's because I've really taken care of myself through this, right? I've eaten right. I exercise. I you know, don't overdo the hormones. I've balanced my hormones. I really researched on how to make sure that I didn't flip out. But this isn't happening today. People are just being thrown testosterone, which is extremely powerful. And, you know, going back to, to saying things like, you know, just the, the critical thinking, common sense kind of conversations, I think that because, as you say, you can't see it, people think that it must be okay. You know, if we, so we're talking right. about pausing right. human development. And I would have thought that for hundreds of years of, you know, modern medicine getting to where it is now, we would have learned that people interfering with natural development 
probably isn't going to work out well. You know, if we said to someone, hey, why don't we, you know, just pause development on one of your limbs as the rest of you grows, right. but don't worry right. about it. We can revert. I don't think anyone would be like, what a great idea, but no. it's because it's somewhere that you can't see it because it's hormones that That's you know right. you technically can't really see with the naked eye as you look at someone because it's in your brain, again, that you can't just look at someone and see what's That's going right. on in there. I think people are more likely to just to just go along with it, even though it does yeah. sound ridiculous. Yeah. No, because they believe doctors. That's the crazy thing about it. Don't these doctors also don't know anything, and they 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 they're they're being actually really remiss and not actually saying, you know, we don't really know what we're doing here. We're sort of if they did that, I think people would respect them more because they don't know what they're doing. They do not know what they're doing. All of these kids are are actual experiments. They actually are because there isn't. Uh, there's only one study. And that's the Dutch protocol. Other than that, there isn't. So we don't have kids who are 20, 30 years on this stuff that we're going to see. One thing, two things that we do know specifically is puberty blockers will interfere with orgasms, right? So now these kids will grow up to have no sexual functioning. Number two, sterilization. We know this. These are facts orgasms, sterilization. So these kids are not going to have their own. So this idea that kids need autonomy and yeah, it's kind of weird talking about kids and orgasms, but I'm not, I'm talking about it in a, in a further space, right? So as they become adults, you're talking about them growing up as adults. Yeah, that's right. As, as they become adults and they want to have a sexual experience. Well, guess what? They're not. So who's, who's making that choice? The parents, the doctors to desexualize these children and then to not give them an opportunity to be, you know, having babies or, you know, to be able to give birth. Of course, any 10-year-old, you say, well, you're not going to be able to have babies. Yeah, how is that informed consent? A 10-year-old doesn't want to have babies. And they're like, of course, I don't want to have, you know, I don't want my period. I don't want boobs. I don't want any of that stuff. Nobody does. Of course. If, I mean, if you told me at 10 that once a month you're going to bleed and it's going to feel like someone's stabbing you in the stomach, right. I'd be like, yeah, I don't want yeah, that. take it. Totally. Totally. <laughs> That's why when trans women are like, we're getting our period, I'm like, you need to shut up. You have no idea what it means. I got my period, okay? <laughs> I did have my period. You don't want your period. Don't pretend like you get your period. It's insulting. It is so insulting. And I don't know why these trans women are doing these weird things, like ha saying they're going to have babies and they can have periods and they have period cramps. No, you don't. You don't even know what a period cramp is. You might think it, right? Like maybe I think, <laughs> maybe I think I'm going to shoot sperm, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> It's so annoying. So crazy. And, and I wanted to like tell you a couple of bits as well when you were talking about. So again, I, I've never been to America. All I know is just from kind of social media and the attitudes mm -hmm. towards America. America's health, America's research isn't the most favorably looked at. And this isn't, I'm not trying to, you know, because I know people are very patriotic and I, and I respect that so much. Like I really, yeah, really do. Sure. Um, but this is just a fact that a lot of people, especially in the UK, and I'm not from the UK as in like, I'm, I'm Polish. So I, yep. you know, this wasn't yep. like taught to me. This is just something that I've observed a lot of the time at university. One particular um, uh, situation comes to mind when I was, there was one time I was um, presenting and it was a, a presentation on an American mm. physician. That's the one, a physician. Mm. And she was saying how she overcame um, MND and she, she was like wheelchair bound and then she, you know, cured it and it was amazing. And hand on heart, my lecturer said, was this person American? And I was like, yeah, it was this. And he was like, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and she I said, totally believe it. I totally believe she it. Said, American f- physicians, and they're not really doctors. And I was so shocked because I was like, I'm sorry. What, what does that mean? And she was like, yeah, we yeah. don't really take them seriously here. And I was like, wow. oh my gosh. So, and it's like that. So if that's that, if that's like, a, but then at the same time, you have some of the most like world leading research. Yeah. How can that be? Do you know what I mean? It's like, how can that be? How can money, so- money. I, I know for a fact, many of these puberty blocker studies that we're doing here in the United States, money, they're sponsored by the company that creates Lupron, which is how, how can you do that? That that's a biased study. You can't have a study created by the company that's creating the fucking that has some blockers. interest in the result. Yeah. Right. That would so benefit that's, if that's, it went one way. that's right. That's what they're talking about when they, cause you don't have, you don't have a, the, the same system we have, right? You have a socialized medical space. We don't, yeah. we have a capitalistic medical space, right? Where anyone can sort of become a doctor or, you know, you can have your own private practice. You can, you know, we, we're, we're basically the wild west here. So that being said, every think about the, you know, they did a study, I think, and one of the things are a poll and they asked most doctors become doctors. Why here? Why do you think they become doctors here in the United States? Does it money. pay well? I'm money. Yeah. yeah. They make a ton of money here. Surgeons, millions. They're rich. They're some of the it's richest true. people and, and here. Here, I mean, um, I have friends who are in like the third year of medical school and like the fourth year of medical school. And they say, I don't know what I'm going to do because the doctors get paid so little that my friends That's and right. their siblings were on strike not so long ago. It was like a month right. ago, uh, ago. So they walked past yeah. on, on the ward, past a cleaner, and the cleaners yeah. were talking about how they only get paid, say, like 13 pounds an hour. And the doctor said, I get paid like 14. So he was like, how can that be? And then they went on, on strike and we had this whole right. conversation because they went from a very rich family and they said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I thought, you know, I, I still have so so long to go and I'm not getting paid. I'm, I'm getting paid, wow. you know, one pound more than a cleaner in the hospital. How can that be when I'm a doctor and I'm working my absolute ass off? And That's so right. and a lot of people here, I think... If you are trying to be a doctor in the UK, it's because you love the profession. It's not because you're going to earn a lot of money because it's a long road to be able to earn a lot of money. Maybe when you're in your forties, you're very well settled. You start building your way up. Maybe then. Yeah. Yeah. But when you first start, um, it is, it's insane. It's insanely hard. Um, and the same, as you said, with um, with research, uh, again, I'd, I'm not quite sure how American research works, but here, obviously, I'm pretty sure you have an ethical board and stuff like that. Um, it's actually very hard to get research approved in the UK. And um, this is for That's a, good thing. a couple of years ago for my thesis. We were kind of discussing, um, you know, what, what kind of thesis you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And this was with a professor. And he said that don't pick anything too controversial. And he said, do not pick anything to do with trans and gay because it will not get approved. He said the reason why it will not get approved is because you will always find differences between men and women. And right now there's a debate of whether or not that exists. So more than likely, they don't want to kind of rattle uh, the cage of of the public and and the current political status. Um, And they, they, they said, don't pick anything like that. Don't pick anything to do with psychology of men and women. Don't pick anything to do with sex differences. It will not get approved. 
Oh my God. Wow. I hope everyone out there just heard that. That is absurd. Do you see that? They're trying to eradicate women, not men. It's it's women. They really are trying to do this weird thing that women don't exist. That's what I see. You know, I see a very misogynistic movement, like this idea, what is a woman? Are you kidding? They don't ever ask, what is a man? Do you notice that? They never talk about men. mm, Never. mm. Think about that for a minute. They never say that. Because if you think about what's going on in the trans community, it's mostly dominated by trans women and trans women are biologically male, right? So most of them have been socialized as men and many people aren't gonna like what I'm saying, but I don't really care because it's factual. I was socialized as a woman. I was a, I'm a biological female. So as a man, I come to being a man in a different way because mature, half of my life I lived as a woman. So I got a different way of being in the social. A lot of these trans women lived as men and they got socialized male. So if you look at the movement that's happening right now, most of the majority of the voices and the anger are coming from the trans women who are leading this charge and, and making us believe that they're biological women. And that's why they want to take that biology off the table and call it social construct. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so I'm, I'm like, but what about actual biological women? You're erasing them when you do that. And then they never have an answer for me. Right. I go, why can't you just exist in the world as a trans woman? I don't understand what what this but it's very misogynist to me. It's like, no, women don't count. You know, you, you, you've you mentioned something and it triggered a memory. I've seen this clip the other day and um, I can't remember who said it, but this is what they said. This was the statement. And I want, I want to know what you think about it. They said, the only people who I ever see wanting to be, for example, in like female-only gyms or like female-only spaces yep. are people yep. who were like socialized as men and they have this characteristic of like, I want it, so I, I want That's to right. get it. And, and I deserve it. And, and right. they said, I, and again, this isn't coming from me because I don't have, I, I'm very confident, like comfortable saying, I don't actually know much about this. So I'm not going to yeah. speak on it. But this sure. is a statement I heard and I just want your opinion on it. You know, and, and the sure. person basically said like, the only people that I see who are so entitled to women's gyms and women's bathrooms right. usually happen to be people who were, who were growing up as men, who have that men that's experience. Right. And I don't see many women being like, I want to be in the dude's bathroom. And like, nope. that's my right. Like, I want to go in there. And, and you know, that person was, and, right. and it was one of those where I was like, hmm. No, they're right. Whoever said that, they're right. I'm agreeing with them as a trans person. And it's all, it's always been this way. And it's no way being transphobic. It's acknowledging and looking at the, that's why I always say biology does matter because you can see a difference, right? As the way I come to the conversation, I'm not here to fight anybody. I'm here to talk about factual space and how I've lived 30 years as a transsexual, very comfortable in the world until the last five years when trans became a militant group. I, I don't need to be a part of that. I'm not here to take anybody's space. And most transsexuals who I don't speak for, by the way, I speak for myself mm-hmm. and my own own way of being but mm-hmm. i can tell you my friends who are transsexuals if they sat next to me they would agree 100 percent. we're not here to do what those people are doing and we acknowledge the reality of who we are we had to t- fix this in order to be part i want to be a part of the world my friend i have um, a businesses i'm a successful person i create all kinds of cool stuff i have a family i have a kid i walk the world in joy way than, more than i did a, as a woman but it doesn't mean everyone needs to do this and it means that you mm-hmm. have to look at all of our stories as individual stories. We're not all the same because one person is a masculine woman doesn't mean that they all of a sudden have to become a trans man. They could be a and, masculine woman. 
you know you were talking about erasure of um of women and and i was going to ask you also about um there's a conversation now online going on about the erasure of gay men um yes Yes. basically the argument is that tomboy and feminine boy can no longer exist you cannot just have you know a a, a son who is into girly things and maybe he's going to grow up to be just a feminine heterosexual man or maybe he's just going to grow up to be a feminine gay man and it's almost like that's being pushed away now because if he likes dresses and if he likes to play with dolls he might be trans so why don't you start socializing him as a girl i feel like many of these trans children would have just ended up being gay and when did we decide that there was something wrong with that you're actually not wrong at all and we have science to prove it so this here is an article from the nih on gender dysphoria in adolescence gender dysphoria being the medical term for struggling with your gender identity you can see here after their findings 80 percent of children who meet the criteria for gdc the gd gender dysphoria recedes with puberty Instead, many of these adolescents will identify as non-heterosexual or gay. And do you want to know the most frustrating part about this? The gay community in America, knowing that 80% of these kids, if they were allowed to go through their puberty, would just end up being gay, are still advocating for them to get on puberty blockers. If we care about gay rights in America, why don't we talk about the bodily autonomy that's being taken away from these young gay children who cannot consent to these procedures? Okay, so first of all, I will say that the process, the journey is ongoing and probably will be for potentially her entire life. But here's how it started. So she was uh, designated, assigned, observed male at birth. And until about 18 months, didn't really, you know, know too much, just kind of was raising two kids, working full time, not really paying attention to what was going on. And at around 18 months, started she started showing signs of like really being interested in things that her sister had and had in her closet and wanting to play dress up and wanting to put on lip gloss. And when she would see fingernails, she would want her fingernails painted, too. And, you know, we just we thought it was cute. No issue. We had no issue with, you know, her wanting to do those kinds of things. Um, and then around the age of two, things started to progress at a quicker pace. And so each- the age of two, each time that we would go to pick her up from preschool, she was fully outfitted in dresses and jewelry. And so I will say I was super stoked that we had such a wonderful childcare center that she was in because she was allowed to, you know, experiment with her gender and play dress up and do those kinds of things and have access to them. So when I would go to pick her up from preschool, like I said, she would be dripping in, you know, just jewelry and clicky shoes and all kinds of stuff. And getting her to take that off to go home was usually a pretty gnarly struggle. Uh, And then around the age of four, she started wanting to wear like leggings and headbands. She had this one headband she was completely attached to that she felt, I I look back on it now and think to myself, gosh, I wonder when she put that headband on, she thought to herself, people see me for who I am. No one's going to misgender me now. Um, And so it, it progressed. It kept moving in that direction with more and more things that started showing more and more signs. Um, She would say, when I wake up tomorrow, I'll be a girl. And we were kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. And my husband and I would be like, we got to figure this thing out. And so kind of for that final test, my husband decided, you know what? We're going to figure this thing out. We're going to tap into this and see what happens. So he said, you know, I'm going to coach a t-ball team and I want her to be on it. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. Well, that didn't go over so well. She not only hated T-ball, she hated the uniform, she hated the hat. We found everything in the trash multiple times. Um, She was, you couldn't get her out the door uh, to go play on Saturday mornings. Scary. So scary. I say that all the time. 
I'm like, are you kidding me? What happened to gender nonconforming kids? I was one of those. You might have been one of those. I think most kids are. My son has long hair. Sometimes they think he looks like a girl. He's not. You know what I mean? You just let kids find their way. I'm around kids constantly, right? They play at my house all day. I love kids. I coach soccer. I do. You know what I mean? They're very nonconforming. That's how children are. It does not mean. And so you're right. What if all of a sudden, what if one of, what if they're gay? What if they're gay? That's the thing that is such an important part of this conversation. We are just making them into boys and girls because we see, we as adults see something that might be amiss. And I'm wondering, what, what do you think? that a parent would prefer to have a boy and a girl as opposed to a gay son and daughter? I'm wondering sometimes. Honestly, I think that, um, and this is something that Marcus said as well, he said it so beautifully. He said, you know, in, in some countries that are not in the West, it's, you know, the, the gay population is non-existent because if you have a gay man, they will forcibly transition him so that he can be a That's heterosexual right. man, right? Because That's it's better right. to, to do it that way. And he said, it almost feels like that without the pulling you down and forcing you to transition, but the coercion of like, this is in your best interest. This is like, you know, and then it's like, you don't have that, you know, you don't, you don't have a gay son anymore. You just, you just have a daughter. And, and, And it's like, it's gross. It's gr- and they're actually saying stuff like if you don't transition, you're you're going to have a dead daughter or would you rather have a son or a dead daughter? I'm like, but OK, we'll just reverse that statement. Right. So <laughs> for anti-transing them, why would you rather just have your daughter or would you like to have it? Because we've noticed that a lot of these kids who get put on this Lupron start to have higher rates of suicidal ideation and higher rates of anxiety and higher rates of depression. We're, we, we know that that's an actual thing. And also when they get on cross sex hormones, those are are also really messing with your brain. I had to go through a whole system of trying to figure myself out because I was depressed. Remember, I did it a long before there were any idea and I was all over the place. I didn't know what was going on. Then after 15 years of 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 testosterone i got what's called atrophy vaginal atrophy which nobody told me about because i was one of the first i was one of the very first actually the first public case of this and then the doctors didn't even know what to do i almost died because i got i got septic because it became an infection and so that being said, a bunch of these young guys are getting the same thing I had, and they're not even being told by the doctor that you could become atrophied in your, you know, in your reproductive system. And these are health problems that could kill us and that could, you know, really make life difficult. It made life difficult for me having these pains for years. Nobody could understand what was going on with me. And all this time, this infection was growing inside of me. And all this time, they were saying, you're fine. That's what they would say to me. You're fine. Just take some Advil. And then it popped. And then I, in my system, and I became septic. And they're like, dude, if you didn't come in five more minutes, you would be dead. And um, so, you know, these are stories that don't get heard out there. And how can a child make the choice to have atrophy? They can't. They cannot. No way. And they're not saving a child's life. You're not saving a child's life. You're not. And, you know, we talk about, um, so, so like my background as well as in, in, in therapy and psychology. And what um, I thought about the other day was that basically I was doing like a little bit of, you know, refreshing, making sure that I like remember how to do, you know, reading some books and stuff. And there was this one paragraph and it said short term um, therapy is anywhere between like six to 12 sessions. And I thought six to 12 sessions is considered short term therapy for things like anxiety and relationship problems for you to really get to understand the client. Six 
sessions is a lot when talking about gender um, referrals. There is some psychologists that say they can refer you after three. So my question is... If- one. Right. We get into a point now where it's one. So my question is, if simple anxiety, something that is considered short term, is requiring, let's say, 12 sessions, how can something so life-changing, how can that be decided on in three sessions? It's not Great a short term Excellent problem. point. I'm actually writing that down. It, well, we have a lot of therapists here in this country who are becoming outspoken about it. They can't. They'll lose their license, which is so absurd and disgusting. But they can't. They, we have affirmation therapy. How you're a therapist? You, you get. It. I, I I am so. I go to therapy still. Thirty years later, I'm in therapy. Of course, I am. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> but that being said, I'm huge on therapy and mental health. That's the number one thing you should do before you do anything, especially life changing stuff like this. How do we have affirmation therapy? That is absurd and disgusting, and it's not therapy. And forced now, and I'm pretty sure that Canada has it, and it's something that is making me reevaluate my yep. career and reevaluate making yep. sure that I have a backup plan. Because I was again talking to my yeah. fiance, and I said, if by law I have to tell someone who thinks yeah. at the age of 14 or 12 that they are a man, that they are a man, then I don't want to be in this <laughs> field because that is wrong. Because the yeah. question should be, why do you feel like that? What is making you feel like That's that? Right. Is there anything else going on in your life? Has there been a traumatic event yeah. that happened? Has something happened yeah. You know, in your private area maybe that it That's triggered right. something and you now hate it and you don't want it there? What These are That's all the right. things that you need to be talking about. But yet... You have a law that tells you you can't do that. And is that not a recipe for a disaster? Clearly, we're seeing it. Listen to every single detransitioner, okay? They say the exact same thing you just said. My therapist never pushed back on me. I had a 20-minute intake. They were like, you're trans. Like, it's so so obvious what's going on. The the medical association is connected to the pharmaceutical association. And now they're just, just running through these kids like a mill. You know what I mean? Like, they're just running them through. And then I, I, I don't... It's so absurd that they don't see the future. They don't see that how, what a, what a night that 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 belt that they're on this conveyor belt. It's going to snap. It's going to snap, and all these kids are going to be thrown forward. So I would suggest you become a detransitioner therapist. That's the next thing right there. These kids are going to need some help from real people like you because they don't have help. That's the second thing they're saying. When they de- there's all this help for them when they detransition, right? All of it from from medicine to surgery, it's accessible like that. But now that they're going the other way, none of it. They have no help. There's no therapist. There's no medicine for them. Doctors don't even know what to do. That's what people need to hear. If you're going to create a system, checks and balances, people. <laughs> and, and the community that also was a lot of the time very accepting and pushing them into transition once they say, you know, I am, I'm going the other way and I'm detransitioning. And not only do you go to the therapy, because a lot of people don't know how to handle it. And that's not a widespread branch of therapy yet. Um, you know, there's probably some specialized therapists, but it's not as widely kind of acknowledged as transition and as gender affirmation. Then you have, as you say, medical staff who are like, hmm, we are not sure what to do now. And then you have a community that suddenly says, you never belonged here. And how dare you speak out against us? Um, how do you, how can you handle that as a young person going through all of this turmoil yeah. 
all of these things again when we talk about you know these people are just able to go through transition and be given hormones without the proper assessment you're telling me that at 16 you don't need therapy i had a pretty normal grow like i grew pretty you know average and i needed therapy at 16. (laughs) that's right i mean every kid should be in therapy as far as i'm concerned but that and it's not a bad thing there's this idea that therapy is bad it's the most amazing thing you'll ever do it's self-care it's love it's understanding every single person on the fucking planet should be in therapy on some level but that so but we're just we're just shirking it off with these six oh a 16 year old oh my god when people say to me a 10 year old knows who they are i'm like Go F yourself. Don't you dare say that. Not even a 16-year-old. We were all kids, people. Think back to when you were a 10-year-old. That's all you got to do. Think back when you were 10. What were you doing? What were you thinking? Now drop gender ideology on top of that. How easily you would have been sucked into it. And here's the other thing I want to say. When I was 10, I never said I was trans. I said, I feel like a boy, mom. Okay, cool. Wear boys' pants. Wear boys. You know, no, this language. This language that these kids are being told is also very, it opens my ears and says, wait a minute, they're being literally told they're trans. How, how can a family, a, fam- a YouTube family having four trans kids? You know what? Oh, the, no way. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. It's actually impossible. They're making their kids trans. It's Munchausen. It's sick. It's, it's for likes and all of that stuff. <laughs> it's and it's again it's, it's one of those it's like how how is this a, a common sense conversation for example we we talk about things like munchausen syndrome by proxy right someone believes that someone yep, yep. is uh sick my yep. child is sick and that is to get attention that is to get attention so That's now when right. we have a system that encourages children who can no, yep. not yet speak and use language properly and can't express themselves oh my god you're just giving it to these people on a, on a golden platter you just said look your child is in a vulnerable position they have no idea what you're talking about and you can get so much money so much attention book deals shows reality tv whatever is is socially encouraged that's right and we are here saying no one would do that for a bad reason no one's it's like yeah right sure really no one yeah right you the thing is is that you only ever saw this in the last five or so years when social media came in right how come no nobody was doing this prior to that right think about you got to think about prior to social media prior there were no parents they were doing other weird shit making their kids sick and you know the munchausen thing and all of that stuff now it's just the new form of 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 another way to make your kids sick and oh poor me i have a or look i'm a transparent look how great i am i'm transitioning my child Ooh, these kids are gonna come back full force on their parents i mean we can look at jazz jennings who i my heart breaks every time i see that person you know i i met jazz many many years ago a sweet little kid like all of it you know i get i get that they thought they were doing the right thing but now we can look at it how many seasons later this child has been on the television set it's disgusting but 10 years later we see a kid that's suffering the weight gain, that's a, that's a sign. A weight gain like that is a sign of depression. We all know that. They must be on some kind of psych meds. They must be on like, I mean, but look at how this kid's life has just been platformed to the world, mm-hmm. never had a personal space of their own, never going to have orgasms, never going to be able to have babies, never. I mean, it's absurd. And, you know, and, and 
also talking about um, sexual development of these kids as they are transitioning into into an adult. Um, yeah. What I was going to talk about is yeah. that one of the, the signs that a psychologist or a therapist is looking out for in group therapy and in couples therapy is relationship breakdown. One of that, um, one of the signs of relationship breakdown is lack of affection and lack of sexual relationships. Mm. So if you have if if you have a child who was never allowed to develop and to experience yeah. an integral part not only of a, of human life right procreation and having a sexual relationship yeah. but actually something yeah. that we look for as a marker in relationship breakdown how can you then say that this is going to be someone an individual who will grow up to have healthy relationships to have healthy interpersonal relationships to understand not only themselves but other people because maybe this is going to be a person who will be who will fall in love with someone to who to whom sex is an integral part of a relationship because some people really yeah. bond during a sexual experience right they feel like that's this right. is something that's yeah. fundamental to them and, and that kind of thing is really important so if, so then how can that impact them that, that, you know, the love of their life suddenly says we're not compatible and it's nothing that they've done. That's right. It's something that someone did to them at an age where they couldn't right. understand and they didn't know. It's, it's absurd. And we're literally living in an experiment. We're living in an experiment and people like us are going, hold up. I mean, they, every day new stories come out. I'll, I'll send you this one that just came out in the free press. That's really an amazing story of a mother who realized that she's doing the wrong thing after that she was forced to give her kids puberty block. Her kid, who literally was a student, you know, awesome, just dealing with – he was a very feminine boy. So they immediately said he was a trans kid and they put him on the blockers and his grades went down, depression, suicidal tendencies, all of it came back barreling at this kid where it never and the moms all take him off they wouldn't two years it took her two years to get her kid off of those blockers they wouldn't do it it's your the story is going to blow your mind but what I'm, my point being is these stories are starting to come out now the stories are coming out and all of these kids if, if people out there if you actually really care about this community you've got to see how destructive this is happening to these children adults can do what they want i'm not here for the adults adults can cut their boobs off do you make that choice it's your fault if you make the wrong turn i'm not gonna you know you have a lot of information more than i ever had more than i ever had so don't you dare say that you know you can find the reason why why not as an adult but as a child parents are being misled the medical association is lying to all all of us the long-term effects of these period blockers are irreversible. I don't care what you say. They're irreversible. And how dare we as adults just sit around and act like this is completely okay to do. So think about it, people. When you're sitting here supporting puberty blockers, I don't think you really understand the long-term effects that you're doing to these young children. It's so insane. And I also wanted to ask you, because you've talked about going through, you know, the entire system when you were transitioning. Can you tell me what that looks yeah. like? Because I would love to have a little bit yeah. of a visual to compare. What did, Great. you know, you, you said, um, as you said yourself, you know, you were a bit of like a guinea pig, right? So this is the very infant stages yeah. of this kind of procedure. That's what did right. your psychiatric and psychological assessment look like? Great. 
So I found finally found a therapist who I felt comfortable with because you know a lot of them just didn't understand me when I said I felt like a man, and I get it. They didn't have the you know we didn't have the terminology back then, and you know I, I was living as a butch gay woman. So that being said, and and I was about twenty eight years old when I found this particular therapist who was a gay woman, and I'll never forget. I would sit in her office for like the first month because I was really tired of saying you know I feel like a man. I can't really even answer what that means. It's just I wanted to be a man. So I would come in with my baseball cap down. I would never look at her in the eyes, and I would just be so like, ah, and I would sit in there for 45 minutes and not say anything. So like I remember it was like the fifth session, and she was like, oh, she would always say, you know, okay, so, Buck, you want to talk about what's going on, blah, 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 and I'd just be like, mm, very silent. And then finally, I don't know what it was. I said, I got to say this. In the fifth session, I said to her, you know, Casey, and I started crying and I said, I feel like a, a man and I just don't know how to express it any more than that. And it was silent. And she said to me, I know. And how can we work with this? Can you imagine 30 something years ago? And she said, I know. And she said, how can we fix this? And together we can look into how maybe, you know, and then through that was talk therapy every week, talk therapy every week. How do we work on this? And we started to, you know, go to bookstores and look at things and find, because there was no internet. There was no internet. I couldn't just look it up. And um, eventually we, we uh, found a booklet. I found a booklet in a bookstore that said transgender resource guide for men becoming women. And I was like, oh, I'm the opposite of that. I'm a woman wanting to be a man. It was so profound. It was the last one. It was just like in the book thing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I got, I still have it today. And I found doctors that worked on trans women. So I called this hormone doctor after two years of therapy with my therapist. And he said, you can come and see me. I have never worked with a woman becoming a man. You will be my first. I've been in this business for 40 years and I've only worked with transsexual women. And he said, as long as you bring a note from your therapist. So that's the system. I had to get a note from my therapist that said, I believe Buck is a transsexual and we can move forward with hormonal treatment. Yes. that took that to my therapist, I mean, to my doctor, and he explained everything. I even have the consent form. I had to sign a consent form that I knew everything that was going to happen. You think I read that? No, I did not. I just signed it. And with that, he said he started me on a tiny little bit of testosterone because he, he said, again, he said, you're a guinea pig. He yeah. actually said those words to me. You are a guinea pig. And um, that was pretty much how I had to start the testosterone. I would go back every two weeks and he would up the dose and up and for about six months, he would monitor my heart, my blood, everything. And you know, really watched me. And he shot me how to, taught me how to inject myself. And he said, you're going to have to do this for the rest of your life. And I don't want you to have to rely on me. And this man was so incredible. And then from there, I looked in that book that I found and I found a top surgeon And the same thing, he had only worked with women, men becoming women. I was his first woman becoming a man. He said the same thing. I have this new surgery. I'd love to try it on you. (laughs) I've never done it before. And, you know, I know it was crazy. And I just did it. And and both of the doctors were amazing and beautiful and very loving. And just really, I never felt anything but love from them and wanting to move. But you see what I mean? This was a, this was a, 
four year process mm -hmm. of me going to two years of therapy. Then I think it was about a year on hormones. And then that's when I, about a year or so after is when I could go and get my top surgery. And then that, that was pretty much it. After that, I sort of was, I didn't have any more sort of medical, I would go get my blood tested every three months and really did that. But that was the system. And it feels so eerie almost that someone who has transitioned that many years ago seems to have a more diligent more caring assessment and almost like like a journey than someone who is living right. in 2023 where it feels like that's right they are not being you know the attention isn't there because nope. i think that nope. i honestly think that if we just raise the the um requirements from one session of therapy to six months to a year right. of therapy and for example you That's have right. to see two therapists for a second opinion to make sure that you're not paying one of them off um you know and and do that for a year right. i believe that the the cases of trans youth and trans children would drop dramatically because i think 100 percent. i I, yep. I honestly believe that i think some of i think majority yep. of them would realize that the reason they're saying these things is because they're going through puberty it's a very it's a very complicated time That's in your life they are probably partly um, getting told by the internet that all of the problems will be solved and all of the ways that they hate the body yep. or feel a certain way because again they're going through puberty and um, all of that will be solved yep. if they just you know go on testosterone or go on cross-sex hormones i think yep. that they would realize that that's not the case and then half of them would probably you know either realize that maybe they are homosexual and they would settle into their into their natural that's um right. bond sex or gender mm -hmm. or whatever and I think that it would drop dramatically. And then those people who genuinely would persist, then they can be really t like, right. you're not, you're no longer overwhelmed. Like Tavis, like Tavis Scott clinic was when they were like so overwhelmed with so many referrals that they were like, yeah, sure. Give it to everyone. You wouldn't have that problem. Therefore you'd be able to spend more, nope. more time with that particular client, look at them and really evaluate That's them. Right. And it's like, that's all we're, like to me that's all i'm asking for is for longer periods of assessment to make sure we're doing the right thing before we do irreversible almost like damage that's right it it is damage it's what it's why i i i'm i'm like on board with you i'm a clear example of it why do you think the trans community tries to well it's not the whole trans community but you know the, I, I would say the, the the activists who try to block my voice well you can't you know because what i say is exactly what you say and they don't want that they call it gatekeeping i'm like gatekeeping what in what other medical space wouldn't we have gatekeeping oh gatekeeping is a positive thing i call it safekeeping because i don't play that game i'm like okay we'll just call it safekeeping then how about that how about if we're worried about the safety of these children and not the rushing to make sure because every kid knows who they are i mean it's so absurd and you can see the ideology attached to it why do we want so many kids to be in this position why it doesn't make sense there's no reason why there's no loving and all of a sudden you know when i transitioned i was in a gay women's community right they hated me they called me a traitor they were so mad at me for transitioning to be a man you know there was this real weird pushback on me i lost all my friends because they didn't and i get it i get it back in the day it was now so many of these people who didn't transition when I did are transitioning now. Mm. I'm like, what? 30, 40 years later? And it's because it's it's here where it's being talked about. It's a cool thing to do. I really believe that. It's like this cool thing to sort of be a part of. And I believe that a young a lot, a lot of these young people who are autistic, who, you know, the aut autism thing needs to be addressed. These kids have 
some medical disorder. And I feel like they're being experimented on. I think they're using a very vulnerable population of people with autism to experiment on. And I, I think we need to see that bigger side there because not autistic does not mean you're trans. No way, shape or form does that. It's, you're autistic. There could be, you could be trans, but I don't think autism is, is trans. That's just ridiculous. And it's so great. Like you say, you know, like the, the gatekeeping thing. And it's like, in what world is that a bad thing? That's like saying anyone who denied um, antipsychotic, you're <laughs> just gatekeeping schizophrenia medication. Right. It's like, correct, because not right. everyone should have access to those kinds of drugs that have an effect in your system. Again, this isn't some Duh. controversial, <laughs> crazy <laughs> statement to make. So to have that many people That's right. that I see this kind of change again with myself, with um, Ashley, who, you know, who, who I had on the podcast before, who, who left the left, who kind of had, um, to me was someone who I looked up to and I was like, huh, like this is kind of happening to me. I also was supporting the, these people and I didn't really mm -hmm. agree with them. And then I just felt like I had to, right. um, and you know, and you have people like Marcus and again, people in my, in my age That's sphere right. who are coming forward and saying, yes. actually, I don't want to be on this side of history. And if that makes me a transphobe, then I guess that's what it is. If that makes me a medicalist, okay. then I guess what it, that's, that's what it is at this point, because I never signed up to have kids that's be right. put on these serious drugs and it's like i can't believe that we got to the point where you saying that is the controversial thing not the person you know trying to push it it is absurd but it says so much about the ideology of this whole thing which is so sick this is a medical condition what are we doing why would we any way shape or form and if you look at some of these parents of these trans kids they're insane they come after me they're like rabid animals about their child i'm like calm down i'm trans what are you talking about i'm just telling you nah, they get so mad at you if you any way shape or form question what they're doing with their child and so they've been indoctrinated into that same you know it's an angry movement and again i want people to to see that why are they so angry mm. what 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 are they why are they so mad because we can transition we have so many rights as trans people this idea that trans people don't have rights is sick and it actually pisses me off i fought for a lot of the rights we have today i've traveled the world fighting for our rights we have so many rights that you can't even imagine what rights don't we have oh in the way took away the right for a yeah, for a 10-year-old not to transition, that's not a right. That is not a right of a 10-year-old in any way, shape, or form. And it's not trans rights. It's called safety. Mm -hmm. It's called trans safety, people. We need to implement a safety space. So I, it's not anti-trans Absolutely. And I mean, and it's like... I mean, at 17, even the things I wanted to do to my body, I mean, right. I'm, I'm tattooed right. up now. And I started at 17. <laughs> and let me tell you the things I wanted tattooed at 16 and 17. I look I back now and I'm like, oh my God, thank God I didn't have enough money. Like, thank God I didn't do it. I know. And I was at 17. Because were you going to do your face? Oh my God. Were you going to put gonna, it on your I, face? You know, those, um, oh, is so embarrassing you know those like God. fluffy dice that were really popular that people had high yeah yeah i yep. i wanted those i wanted like like me and my friends were like oh my god we're gonna get my matching cherries and all that. these terrible things that i look back now and i'm like oh my god and i mean totally. i still you know i did i had tattoos at 18 that i regret now that i think don't go with yeah. why and that's just outward that's appearance right. 
So now let's imagine That's if right. that affected me, if I got a hysterectomy at 17, because I never yeah. wanted kids That's until right. probably this year, or maybe even considering kids, right? I was so, I was like, I don't want children, whatever. Now I'm like, maybe I'll, maybe I'd foster, maybe I'd, maybe, maybe, you know? And it's like, imagine wow. if I did that even a year ago. How can we do that? That's what I'm saying. That's why people listen to her. You, you could, it, it, what you're saying is so real and can affect. So the, you think a 15 year old, of course they don't want kids. I never wanted kids. I didn't start, I didn't have a kid until four years ago. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like I never wanted kids. I changed my mind at, at my, at, at, in my fifties. So, you know, like taking away, I don't care. It's so, so upsetting to me. Let if your kid wants to be trans, let them be trans. Who cares? That's just a, a word. If they want to call themselves trans, what I'm trying to tell you is do not medicalize your child. Okay? I don't, I, you know, I, I get pushed back with the socialization because they say that, you know, a lot of these kids, if they're socially transitioned, but, you know, you can't push on that kind of stuff. You kind of got to find a middle ground, mm -hmm. especially as a parent. Because mm -hmm. if you're just going to shut everything down, you're going to lose your kid. Yeah. So if you just find that middle ground, okay, maybe, you know, Susie wants wants to be called Tommy. Okay, cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let him wear flannel. You know, those things are all Interestingly reversible. enough, distance with therapy would be really helpful, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, thank. <laughs> I mean, really, that should be the number one thing you should be doing with your kid. The minute you have any weird shit going on, therapy. Yep. <laughs> That's it. We just, we're just going to talk to this nice lady about everything that we feel like and hopefully, <laughs> but it is like that because it, it matters how many people it would be helped. If you, if you had a child. Oh my God, my kid's been in therapy. I sent my kid to art therapy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, therapy is important because sometimes your kid doesn't want to say things to you. Mm. Right. So, you know, it's like, give them a space to talk to somebody there where they can say, you know what, my dad does this, or I don't like this, or, you know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Like something like that. So, I so it really is healthy. I also wanted to ask you about, cause this is another thing that I'm not, um, hugely educated on and I, and I don't have a lot of personal experience. But I, I am still trying to grasp the understanding of the self-ID, who thought about the self-identification, the implications right. of that, and also the implications right. and um, ideas behind a non-binary um, identity. Right. Because to me, and again, as I said, maybe, you know, in a few years time, I'll have a much more deeper understanding of this. But to me, you know, as I was talking to Marcus, I, I thought that a lot of people conflict the expression and the, the personalities with actual gender. And I thought, you know, That's right. and, 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 I, and I just don't see a way around it because I just feel like fluidity is part of nature. Being fluid is your personality. I have days where I'm a, a lot more masculine than I am feminine. And That's it's right. like, I don't think that that means that you're in between. And if, and if there is some That's kind right. of in between, what are the implications of that? And that goes hand in hand with the self ID. Well, I mean, it's a great, amazing question because I'm very anti self ID. I believe that's what happens, right? So you're so you're diagnosing yourself. And what other what other Ill, uh, disorder do you diagnose yourself? That's completely absurd. So that's why I also try to. So what they did is they implemented self ID so that they could ramp it up. You see what happened when everyone could just be trans with no diagnosis? Imagine now go back to my time mm. where you had to 
to actually go through a system and you could not call what, why we only had this many trans people because in the reality of it is trans is that tiny. It's a very tiny population. It's never been big. It never will be. It's a mental disorder. Majority of the world feels perfectly fine in the sex they were born in. Transsexual people are rare. We don't feel so great about it. And we've always, so now what's happened is they implement something called self ID Anyone can be trans, and then they implement non-binary, all under the trans umbrella, right? So they created an umbrella, and then under the umbrella, they started creating every neurodivergent person, gender, you know, neo-pronouns. I'm like, what is happening? That's when I really was like, oh my god, I don't belong here. I'm not in this umbrella thing. I, I know exactly what I have. And then they took out mental disorder, yes, right? So then they took it out as a mental, mm-hmm. that's right. So they say it's not a mental disorder. So I'm like, yes, it is. I have the paper to show it. <laughs> what are you talking about? So now you're telling me my actual diagnosis is null and void and I have to, re- <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because that's the reason I'm here. So that's when I decided, okay, we need to make a distinction between those self IDs and the medical space. And that's when we mm-hmm. sort of all started to call ourselves transsexual again. Mm. And so if you notice, there's a, lo- there's a smaller amount of transsexual people who are medicalized who go through, notice that people like me are a smaller segment of this whole conversation. That should say something to you all as well. Mm -hmm. All of us have had diagnoses. All of us have gone through a system. All of us go and take medication. All of us acknowledge our biology and acknowledge that we're transsexual people. So that over there is a reason why it's gone so haywire because they just basically opened the door and said anyone can come in. And now it's turned into a shit show yeah and um i was gonna ask you if you've watched that clip that i sent you with the with uh, piers morgan and if not i've got it here um i'm gonna yeah, play it again yeah it. i'm gonna insert it here anyway during editing but essentially it is yeah. um our, our <laughs> I, I don't know the equivalent in america of piers morgan but he's not a hugely popular guy but to be fair i do have i, I kind of like him I, you know i kind of like him because you know i like outspoken people you know i might not but i might not resonate a line with his politics i don't care i actually like people who say stuff that mm-hmm. are people so that's the reason why i like peers because he he's willing to say things that people aren't willing to and say it, i was gonna say kind of um i have respect for him in terms of like it makes me feel secure that the cancel culture can't get him and you just know that they would love to get him do you know that oh, they would love to right. like cancel him take him off the air and he's here and he's right. saying listen i'm gonna identify as a black lesbian if you tell me like that that's if it is crazy and it's <laughs> yes. on daytime tv and you're like okay so maybe you can have unpopular opinions and question things and still be Brilliant. successful so i'm gonna try and um yeah screenshot so i think i did see that one yeah he he was like talking to was he talking to a trans woman he was talking to um okay great great he was talking to um basically was i think he was talking to an activist and also someone who was speaking out against self-id i think this entire thing was about self-id let's have a look do we need these arbitrary a man is a male adult Human. I mean, that's it. Right. Okay. I don't know that we need these. These, these are just these biological def- facts, but they're just facts. They're not. They're not arguable points, are they? But you. I think we have a right to self-identify, and you said as you what? want to. As if, what? Well, if you'd on. like to be a woman, you can identify as a woman. I don't know why there is such an issue around. We've uh, literally just seen a male rapist use that scan to get himself put into a female prison where he could attack vulnerable 
women inside a female prison when even his ex-wife said it was all a scam. Which is a terrible, very distressing, isolated incident. And I think it's easy to take that and say, that means that no, no, no one can identify as a woman. And but that's, it's not an that's isolated not... I mean, she's saying that's an isolated incident, wow. but I don't think it is. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. And even if it is an isolated incident, that's still a problem because it was a lot. That's the, it's still a, that's what I keep saying. Even if it's 1D transitioner, it's still a problem, people. What, now all of a sudden, like, it's not enough of a problem. So when, when is this lady going to say, no, okay, no. well, you're right. There's mm -hmm. 20 of them now doing it. She's not, she's full of shit. And she's literally on that whole, on that whole woke thing where she, she's too scared and to it's say like, the truth. So you're going to tell the victims that fell, you know, victim to this rapist, like, oh, actually, you know what? We don't really care because it was only one. That's right. What happened That's to, right. again, what That's happened right. to telling young girls and women, tell us what's happening, tell us and you're, if you're uncomfortable, right. tell us all this, you know, always come forward, That's right. leave women. That's right. Something happens and then suddenly it's, well, it was an isolated incident. It doesn't matter to that woman. It yeah, that, that's why. That it doesn't matter, and also that's a biological dude. Or what is happening with you people? You go ahead and identify. I identify as a man, but my biology never changed, right? And so, 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 how dare you say that? Yeah, I identify as a man. So what? It doesn't mean anything. It means that I still am a biological female. That is still a biological male. He does not belong in the women's prison, and that is a space. And he's an actual rapist. Yeah, is he a rapist? Come on, people. This is so obvious what's going on here. They don't get rights. When you do that stuff, you lost all your rights. You don't even get rights to identify as a woman. That's how I look at it. I'm not going to give that person any respect. But, but it, it's, it's 42% it's of, of trans-identifying prisoners in prison are in there for sex crimes. There's actually an advantage, evidently, to identifying as a female because they never identify as male because somehow male prisons seem less appealing to them. It's really weird. <laughs> That's right. That's pretty weird. No, it isn't. Of course they want to go to the women's prison. Who doesn't? You think if I have to go to prison, I want to go to the men's prison? Uh, no. I want to go to the women's and prison. Especially when, you know, you're talking about stuff like, um, I can't remember. I think it was one of the discussions that you were in with um, Blossom on Amalus channel. It was on the Unapologetic channel. Oh. And, you know, it was one of those where it's like, oh. if you have someone who is, for example, going to jail or on trial for hate crime, and they can omit the hate crime by now taking on an identity, and then suddenly you can be in a better environment with a lesser sentence. This is already a criminal. Do we think that that's too far? They would never do that? Or do you think that at this point, because this person's already a criminal, they already did something wrong, of course they're going to say anything they can to get a lesser sentence? Of course. But also, we have women here in California who are getting pregnant, who are literally getting pregnant from trans women inmates. What? Like, what are you talking about, people? Like, how is that? They're actually having sex. And, and there's been tr women prisoners who said they've been totally molested by these new trans women inmates. I, I'm, I'm doing a huge thing on it. I'm getting into the prison. They're getting me in there. I'm going to be doing a huge thing on it because I'm not going to stand for this. Like, I told you, it's a misogynist movement. How do, you, how do prisoners now get the right, right? So it's a, a human 
human right to transition? Possibly it is. But when you're in prison, do you get those same human rights on some level? As long as you're not being beat up, right? Because there has to be basic human rights in prison. We can't starve you. We can't, you know, do abusive things to you. But do you get the privilege? Because it is a privilege. I look at my transition as a privilege. It is nothing more, nothing less that I got to be this person and I get to move forward in the world. I, 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 I do not just think of it as just this thing that I'm entitled to. So why are they entitled to something that I have when they're committing these insane things? Does, does that and make sense? And this is based on, on self-ID as well. We're not talking about legitimate right. trans prisoners who have got, That's you know, right. someone. I mean, that was a huge thing about uh, Nikita Dragon, right? When yes. when she was in, in, I don't know if she actually had to go to prison. or she, yeah. There was something about that. And again, I wasn't super yeah. tapped in at the time, but... Obviously, no one wants Nikita Dragon to be in a men's no. prison because that she can very much fall victim then, right? Yes. Because that's, yes. that's a vulnerable yes. individual. But we are yes. talking about someone who has been on on the route to transition for for a number yes. of years, who's already transitioned, who yes. already has a medical history. This lady here is talking about self ID, aka they can just say it and they don't have to prove anything. And they never in showed any time. signs. Most of them have never shown any signs of trans before. Never. Never. And all of a sudden they're and trans. I mean, yeah. And, and what, if I can feel, again, if, if you can feel, if you if you can self-ID, you can feel like a man. Why can't I feel like I'm 10? And suddenly <laughs> you, don't need to go, you don't need to go to actual adult prison. You can just go to juvie. <laughs> it's actually brilliant. That's actually brilliant, my friend. <laughs> I mean, it's that absurd. It's literally it's absurd. That, <laughs> it, it would, it's a natural progression for me. You don't. I honestly think that this is absurd now. Give it five years. There's going to be right. someone who says that they are trans age. There's already people who are trans age, <laughs> and they're going to say, "Yeah, they're going to say I feel like I am living in you know in just a forty year old's body, but I'm actually ten. So technically, you can't trial me." as an adult because no, I don't identify true. as an adult. It's totally true. That's, that's what I said. Awesome. They're opening up a can of worms. Are you insane? Just saying anyone can be trans or now we have trans age. We have trans, whatever. We have trans everything. It's so, how do you think I feel? I'm like, what? You people are co-opting my space. It's gross. It's appropriation. Mm -hmm. Remember when, remember when they used to talk about cultural appropriation? You're appropriating this. You're, appro you're, you're literally appropriating transsexualism, people. It's gross and it's weird. Like as if you, everyone wants to be trans now. It's the weirdest thing. Anyway, but is it, that's is it, lim is it limitless? Right this self-identity. It, it's not totally limitless. What's the so limit? When, when you're talking about International Women's Day, I don't know why we take the, the conversation around International Women's Day and make it about this. But if anyone, there's so many benefits. Right, but if anyone, according day. to you, can identify as a woman, anyone can, right? I, I don't see a problem with. Just literally put the hand up and say, "I'm a woman." But it, it's not an easy thing to do. To... And this is when the stuttering starts, I see a lot of the time. Yep. yep. So when you say, for example, things like, and, and you know, it's very interesting because I'd, I'd love for him to pause more to give this person a chance to speak because I would yeah. love for him to pause after what is the limit and who sets it? Because it's like, so is this limitless? No, it's not limitless. Okay, says who and who says There so. is no limit. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. That's what he. That's that's why he makes great fucking points here. See, I I know exactly what he's gonna do. He's backing her up. Is, wait a minute, is she trans, by the way? No, do I don't know? think so. 
So there she is speaking. There she is, an ally speaking for trans people. They shouldn't have non-trans people in that position. They should not. Mm -hmm. She can't say that. How does she know how it feels to be trans? Because she just said it. She she said something about how they feel. I'm like, wait a minute here, lady. You can't speak for trans people. You're not even trans. It's so gross. (laughs) It's to the point where, like, when you go to, like, to be on live TV, and it's and it's like you can't answer the basic questions such as how do they feel, how, right. what makes you identify as that's right a man or a woman, what is it specifically? Yep. Because to say well they feel like it, it's like feel but, like what? Like what? That's right. You don't know what that even means, lady. You go out into the world. That's very easy. Very easy. <laughs> so you might think it's easy to say, but to decide to do that, to say what this is doing it involved. Whatever that person decides, but to Doesn't go out into the world up? and say, I, I don't identify as perhaps the sex So I why can't as, I identify... Not... Okay, why can't I identify as a black lesbian? <laughs> well, firstly, I mean... It was well, I'm serious. Her. I'm serious. If I can identify as anything mm-hmm. without any need to prove I'm actually what that is, I, I why think... can't I, on International Women's Day, say, I'm Piers Morgan, I'm a black lesbian? I think taking it to a kind of absurd no, no. status I think, where I think we're that's talking what, about quite a strong physical I think that change. you've already opened the absurdity door by saying it is limitless. You can do what you like. Suddenly now it's absurd. <laughs> that they're, they're so, oh my God, they're so easily, like I just knew she was going to do that. They, they have no argument. You see what happens is when they want to have, there's no critical thinking, there's no argument, there's no looking at it in a nuanced way. It's either our way or the highway. It's so, that's why they don't have anything and that's why they're going to totally take the whole trans community out i mean as you know as you said you it was like is it limitless and it's like well yeah it's limitless okay then this is what i am well no not like that <laughs> it's they do it all the fucking time it's so hilarious it's like great dig yourself into the hole lady <laughs> that's so crazy um, it's crazy it's, it's just and again it feels crazy to have this conversation be had and and i think that's about right. it from kind of like you know where I came from, and I don't, and you probably can relate to it too, because back in the day, that probably wouldn't be a ridiculous, controversial yeah. conversation to have. Um, and similarly, you know, to me, like back home, this wouldn't be a controversial conversation to have, because if yeah. I, you know, if I grew up in a small town in Poland, and I would say yeah. say this, they would be like, yeah, this is common sense. But That's here, right. it's super controversial. Which is so great, you know, back in the day when people transitioned, they did it with respect, by the way, they did it with respect to the rest of the world. We didn't want to, and I keep telling you, you can go to look at Christina Jorgensen, like the very first trans woman who's ever like in the media and everybody respected her because she did not come to it in a gross way. She did not expect you. She said, I'm a transsexual woman. She never wanted to take women's space. She knew exactly who she was and everyone ex- today Good luck. If you say you're a trans woman, people are going to attack you. And that's what the trans community needs to see. The reason why people are attacking trans people, and especially trans women, is because tra- the, tr- the trans mafia and the trans militants are ruining it for the rest of us. And they're trying to take over things that they'll never take over. And they're trying to dismantle a whole system that will never be dismantled. And so instead of just being acknowledging who you are and being cool about it, they're trying to redefine what it means to be trans. Mm-hmm. And I think this is it's so difficult as well, because it's like, um, I think someone said that the LGBTQ plus community acceptance is on the decline first time That's in right. like a while. That's and right. it's almost like, what do you expect to happen when That's you right. go from 
we just want to be accepted we just want to live our lives as normal and it's like okay cool and then it's like but also we want the kids to transition socially or physically medically and also if you question it not even speak out against it because this is a big thing that i say on my channel a lot you're it's not even about talking like i have a different completely different opinion to yours it's questioning things so even if you question it you automatically work against those you didn't think people would just go you know what if all of this no bin it like i don't want any of it because it's like the people aren't going to take the time the average person the average 40 year old like i'm just thinking about people who grew up you know like my parents for example or their friends or like the the adults that i worked with here in the uk they're not going to sit there and google exactly the different branches of the community who stands for what what's the difference between transgender versus transsexual what is a trans medicalist they don't have any idea of this they just know it's one community that's so right. if they can see that this one community is pushing for for medicalization of children for for doing these very drastic things you don't think they're just gonna go whoa i don't want any of this all of you who are surprised by the hate that the lgbt community has been receiving in the recent weeks i want to ask you uh like why are you surprised uh what did you think would happen when you decided to go after the kids and then we told you to leave the kids alone and you just won't listen so, surprise, surprise. Can I tell you the truth? I would give up my right to marry uh, uh, a woman if it means that kids will be protected from transitioning and indoctrination and the sexualization. How about that? We want to get married. Sure. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Have fun. Oh, that was easy. Okay, we want gender affirming care for adults. We want adults to be able to transition. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you're you're grown. You can make your own decisions. Go go for it. No no one's stopping you. Okay. By the way, my pronouns are now kitty kitty self, cloud cloud self, and ghost ghost self. And if you refer to me as anything but those things, you are homophobic. All right. No, that's weird. That's a little too far. Don't you think that's weird? That's that's weird. No. Okay, so that's the game we're gonna play. That's the game we're gonna play? Because what about my 12-year-old? My 12-year-old wants a double mastectomy? Yeah. And hormone replacement therapy. Can we get that? That's a kid. That's... That's too far. Okay, I have an even better idea. Gay porn in school libraries. No, this has to be a joke. Are you kidding? You're kidding. I really don't think I'm asking for that much. Okay, how about we teach kids how and why they should be gay or transgender before the age of seven and do so without their parents even knowing? No. no. You're being really bigoted and homophobic right now. That's right. That's right. No, it's because of the wing nuts and the crazy people who are saying biology doesn't matter. Trans women can have their periods. Men get pregnant. Like, of course, you know, the rest of the world is not going to be okay with that because you're erasing the rest of the world. Like, what's wrong with you people? It can't just be about you. They're making the language so it's about them. And then they don't understand why women are getting pissed off when you say people with periods. Like, come on, man. Like, no. So so it's just absurd. It's going to oh, – you know what, my friend? It's going to be – it's just going to end in a very bad way, in a very bad it, way. It, I, I think so as well. Yep. And um, 
I I giggled the other day because on one of the the podcast episodes that we did, someone left a comment saying like you try and make it um, so that women are like the what's it called the the handmade tale. They were like oh, you, wow. you trying to do that, and yeah. I was like, hang on, hang on, I'm trying to do that. Not the people who are trying to take <laughs> the word womb possessor. And <laughs> That's women. right. That's right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then. Who's really so doing it? But again, gaslighting, gaslighting, it's, it, they do it all the time. They try to make you think that what you're saying is not true, right? That's, they try to make you like fumble up like, oh, maybe I am doing the wrong thing or maybe I am. You know what I mean? That's how they shut us down. It's so fascist in, on some level. It really is. The women who are now saying, don't call me cis, like cis women. Um, and pushing against that and I heard about it the other day and I was like hmm and someone said basically you don't know where it came from and I'm not supporting the person where it came from yeah. and I think it was it's like John Money and yep. Yep. and a yep. few other people that whose names I can't remember but it was one of those where I googled it and it was like oh the first use of cis um, in literature and you know this the, this researcher who was on the regular corresponding with pedophiles in, 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 in prisons talking about you know children and their sexual you know development stuff like that and it's things that i can't say out loud because it's going to get me completely demonetized if not if not taken off but i'm going to put some like here as i'm editing this and it it was so scary is it is it kinsey it's also i think dr kinsey yep 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 that's right they were doing studies you know remember i'm sorry to cut you off they're they're academics this is one of the reasons one of the conversations we we also need to have academia you know academia also has really here in america i don't know over there but you know it's really the ones yeah they're pushing this narrative that's coming from academia you know that the whole all of a lot of this stuff is coming from i mean academia is just and especially when you're looking at 50s 70s it's just rich people and a lot of the time, that's you know, right. you, you, you right. have right. like, you know, when we're talking about even uh, Freud and things like that, research back then is not what research now is. That's right. Now, just to get published or just to pass your master's, you have to have a 10,000 word thesis on something no one has explored yet. You have to have three people sign off on it and you have to go through an entire ethical board right. and all of these different things. Things that I think Freud would literally fail if he if he came to this yeah, year right and was like, trying to get published, people would laugh him out of the room. <laughs> and so research back then is just not what research is today, and that's yeah. the natural cause of things, right? Yeah. But it's like so so people in the fifties and the seventies, a lot of the time it's 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 men who have a lot of money because the family is rich, and they go into academia and they do studies. And studies back then is literally just poking and feeling and seeing what happens. Yeah, but it's so dumb because this research was done in the sixties, fifties. We need to do new research. So so Dr. Money's very controversial. You know, he did those twins. He, 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 the twins who he, he bought, it wasn't even a sex change. He did it on, so I always use that, but then people shut me down. I'm like, but look, you have to look at Dr. Money. He, 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 he a botched circumcision and he's just going to take it upon himself to, to transition this child to a girl and prove that it doesn't work. So it's the same thing you people are doing today. You are just taking it into your own hands to say this child is trans because they want to wear a dress. It's the, almost the exact same and it didn't work. Those kids, both of the kids killed themselves. Both of the twins did eventually. And, and Sick. the dark, 
the darkness in academia and research is there and we have to look at it because right. the big thing right. is that just like you said in in um in monies which how ironic the, the name you know and it's That's like right. this it's, it's almost That's like right. horribly poetic um that the the parents felt so pressured into it and you're gonna tell me that parents don't feel pressured into it now a hundred percent that the tropes they use if you don't do it your kid's gonna kill themselves it's the best thing you'll ever do your kid will be amazing blah 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 all lies all lies complete and total lies i feel so bad for these parents i get emails daily from parents you know that help me buck i don't know where to go i don't believe yeah. that my child is trans i can't say that to my child where do i go i mean luckily there's organizations starting here in the united states mm -hmm. that i work with with, where they're, we're giving parents, you know, the opportunity to look into this from all sides of the story. We're never saying, I, I look here, I don't believe there's trans kids. I believe there's kids with dysphoria. I believe there's kids who have some kind of stuff going on, like I did. Okay, was I a trans kid? I don't think so. I think I was just a kid who was really wanting to be male and just, you know, found this space that, you know, I'm happy. As I will say this and people get so mad at me, but I'm happy I lived through the suffering. I'm happy I lived the way I lived lived you know i did have bad thoughts as a kid i did do certain bad things but i tell you i made it to the other side and i'm healthy and i made the choice on my own i did not make the choice and my parents tell me every day they tell me my parents are in their 80s now and we they had to deal with this in the 60s imagine that but my parents are amazing and they said they would have never given me hormone blockers ever so so think about that people my parents never would have done that and people pushed on my parents they were like that's your daughter not your son and my parents would be like fuck off mind your own business you know that's in the 60s you know because i'd be running around like a little dude right but 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 i need people to understand that stress you know to 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 to, to think that you're going to take any kind of pressure off your child, it's its not true. There'll be another type of pressure. And there'll be another okay. pressure where your kid is going to school as trans now. You don't think kids are going to make fun of your child? They are. They actually are. And so whether you think it's the right thing or not, get some other opinions. Slow down. It's not mm -hmm. life or death. That's a total fucking lie. Because if it was true, I'd be dead. <laughs> so it's just – and where are all the dead kids? That's – you know – do you know? Do you, they're like suicidists. I'm, where are they? I hate to say it. It sounds gross, but where are all the dead kids? They're, they're, it's not true. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those where, as you said, like if this was the magical cure that they're presenting it to be with no side effects, nothing, there would be That's statistics. Right. There'd be completely unbiased evidence, and there would be evidence that is consistent uh, 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 across the board. So That's every right. single country with the same resources. So UK and US would be having the same standardized procedures yep. based yep. on the same standardized, completely neutral and um, right. unbiased research. And like as we do with everything else. That's right. What about heart? Right. If I go get my heart, heart my, I have a heart problem and I have to go get, you know, a open heart surgery. If I did it here and I did it in the in the UK, it's going to be the same. It's pretty much going to be the same heart surgery because we've all done heart surgery stuff and we all understand the best way to do it. So you make an excellent point, my friend. If that's the case, why is the rest of the world not doing it and only the United States and Canada is, is doing this bullshit? And, so, and the rest of the world not only not doing it, they're backing out and they're actually saying – and again, with Marcus, right. we talked about it and there was um, you know, right. things from the, psych like the Psychological Association where they said we – can't tell you what's going to happen we don't have enough right. data and so it's not there's just no standardized way of doing it and nope. if it was the miracle cure there would be there absolutely that's would right. be, especially 
because right. you would have to have a standardized um, treatment for the for the magical right. miracle pill to have it done in the rates we're having it done today because it's an explosion. Right. There's so explosion. many people going through with these. I mean, if you just type it in on TikTok, uh, hundreds, hundreds of videos, hundreds of people, and you cannot convince me that it's not a social contagion. If you, we right. have people saying, if we have people saying there was girls, and this is an actual article, you can Google it. Girls getting again, young women getting um, Tourette's from TikTok and they had to be put in a two week treatment, banned off the phones because it was like a somatic, like um, it was like a functional disorder when subconsciously they started taking on these things. And it's a huge, it's, if you haven't heard of it, have a look around, have a Google. It's um, functional disorders and very, very complex things happening with the brain where there was no actual injury, but there was actually physical symptoms. Um, oh, and so they were saying that's what happened. They were saying these guys were having very severe tics, consistent with Tourette's. But the thing with Tourette's is that we can hook you up to some sensors. We can hook you up to like an e EEG and we can have mm -hmm. a look if there's actually misfiring in the brain. If there isn't, more than likely you don't have Tourette's, you don't have epilepsy, whatever that may be, you know? Mm -hmm. So you know, and, and they had to put them in this in this two week kind of like rehab where they weren't allowed to use phones and they had to have treatment and, and they didn't have Tourette's, obviously. So it's like if we can acknowledge that this is happening on, on things like Tourette's, you can't yeah. convince me that it's not happening at all on things like anxiety and even the, the belief trans. that someone is non-binary on trans. Or tra you we are, I already proved it. I actually went with talk to a parent and I said, take your kid off social media, get them out of wherever they're at with their friends because their friends are influencing them. Get them to a camp for the summer or whatever the fuck. Anyway, this long story short, the parent got him into a horse camp for a month. They went back to living as a girl, started dressing up. I said, I just proved to you. I have actually proved it. The, the mom was like, oh my God, Buck, thank you so much. She's like completely back to normal. And I said, I just wanted to show you that she's not trans. I knew it. I actually knew it because the way she said to me, she came home one day and she was trans. That, 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 that pretty much what they all, all the parents tell me. I, I, my kid never showed any signs of any of it. And I, and they're like, I would be totally cool with it. But they just literally came home. I want a binder. My name is Tommy. I'm like out of nowhere. And if you don't respect it, I'm not going to, I'm just like, get your kid away from those friends and get your kid yes. into the fucking summer camp. Get Literally changed. Yep. Off the phone. No, and we're talking about it. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about it because as you know, people like you and Marcus who say things like, I'm just going to speak freely and I don't care. Yep. It's yep. that kind of thing where I'm yep. getting to that point. But you know, we've talked about even like Jeffrey Marsh and it's oh. like to have an influencer saying, if you're wow. wondering if you, if you should cut off your parents, just do it and then see I what know. happens after that. Like yeah. come and talk to me. It's, it's so upsetting because it's, it's like that was a fully grown adult talking directly to a child how it's is he allowed to do that here's what i don't understand and he he has a huge following that's why i just you know whatever dude you're a fucking weirdo uh, but that being said it's gonna come people are are they're reporting him he's he's on the radar because he's he's deleting stuff so when you start deleting mm -hmm. stuff you're busted so it don't i i in my heart of hearts i believe that he's going to go down he's a freak he's a he's creepy and he uh, he is definitely something with the kids uh the way yes. he speaks you know, I do the opposite of Jeffrey. 
the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. I'm like, do not disconnect from your parents. Your parents mm -hmm. actually love you. The reason they're acting this way is because they don't understand. I'm transsexual and a parent. So wouldn't you think you'd want to listen to me over some psychotic cult leader? Because he's a cult leader. He literally is. And so, you know, I always tell the kids, do not do that. Please, you know, you need your parents. Your parents are there for you for a reason. Of course, now, don't get me wrong. There are bad parents, 100%. We all know that. But I can pretty much tell by talking to the kids what's happening in that household, right? Their parents aren't hitting them, and they're not, you know, their parents are just saying, we're not going to call you Tommy. I don't find that to be abusive in any way, shape, or form. I find it to be opening a conversation with your parents. <laughs> Which child at 16, I've said this again, and I'm going to keep repeating it until I'm blue in the face. Which kid, show me a kid at 16 that doesn't say they are misunderstood and the parents don't understand them and that haven't run away from home. That's Like right. you've never packed That's a sandwich right. and like put it in your little backpack and then like walk down the, down the road and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm running away. Only to right on. get down to the crossroads and be like, hmm, what do I do Never now? mind. <laughs> yeah. And you get your ass back up that road and That's get home. Right. Everyone, that's, that's a whole right. thing that like, people laugh about. It's a shared experience. Of that's course, right. you're going to be misunderstood. Of course, your parents aren't going to agree that's with right. you because guess what? My parents didn't want me doing tattoos at 17 and that's probably right. should have listened, to be honest. <laughs> a lot of the time, what's best for you? Not every time, but a lot of the time. It's a shame. That Jeffrey guy is sick. And he's, you know, that's what I get. There's, there's people who are disingenuous in this community and they're using this new way of being to do weird, creepy shit. And so we have, we as people, not in this community, in solidarity with you and in solidarity with other people, we need to call these people out because they're not doing anything for not, number one, for the trans community, number two, for kids, and number three, for humanity. They are not doing anything positive. Everything that comes out of that Jeffrey guy's mouth is sick. Sick. and we all know it and we all see it it's like we're all we're all subjected to it again as you said you know how come he can still carry on with this and things like that if this That's was a right. straight man that didn't put eyeliner that didn't put a bit of a bit of eyeshadow on that's people right. would the reaction would be completely different mm, so that's, that's how right. you know that it's the things that they're saying it's the things that they, they, these people are saying that is that's the right. problem because if you that's had right. someone who like if you if you flip the switch and there can yep. be anyone saying it and it would be fine fine yep, that's but if right. you can flip it and if if it was you know as you said like as, as i said like a straight man yep would that's not right shadow on saying that that's to right. kids deplatformed I get deplatformed for saying things about trans spaces. I'm like, what? I'm an alt. I have to literally say before you try to take this down. I'm an. I'm a transsexual man. It's the reason I can mm -hmm. say certain things on Twitter and I don't get taken out because many people can't say the same things I do, and it's why I feel mm -hmm. an obligation. I do. Mm -hmm. I feel an obligation for these children. This is. I don't do this for for adult trans people. They can do whatever the wing nutty shit they want to do. I don't care. But goddamn it, nobody's standing up for these kids. But finally we are there's many of us who are starting to see the real picture here and we care about these kids and i don't want to you know i don't want a kid to be trans i don't it is not a way that a child will have a better life it is not it's the last resort surgery hormones all that should always be the last resort it should never be the first thing you do to a child so i'm here because i care about children that's the only reason i sit and have these conversations i'm old <laughs> i did my transition a million years ago i have a beautiful life i don't have to be boxing it out with a bunch of wing nuts but i feel like if 
more of us don't start stepping up, too many kids are going to get hurt and everybody's going to go like, where were you? So what, what you said mm -hmm. earlier was the right side of history. I really do believe I'm on the right side of history. My last question to you is, what would you like to see happen in the next five years? So what I want to see is a system put in place, what we've been talking about here. We need to go back to a system. We need to have a safe system. We need to stop transitioning children. And I don't believe that. I think in my lifetime, we should never be doing it. I don't believe it's positive and I don't believe it moves us forward. And I think we need to be honest with the world and we get, need to get back to the medicalization of trans people. That's what trans is. It's not non-medical and it's not... Non-binary is something totally different. I don't believe non-binary is trans. So I want to get back to a safe way of being and and show the world that we exist in a way that the world can come and be coexisting with us amazing and thank you so much again Simple. um yeah and and it's great and i really like to finish on that because i think it encapsulates everything that we've been talking about and thank i think you. this is my longest you, interview to date so i do apologize because i do i know we were just like chatty <laughs> i normally plan to have it for about an hour I have a few questions we went completely off <laughs> 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 we totally did. No, but everything was great. Thank you so much.